The Boulderista is a podcast that celebrates the Boulder, Colorado lifestyle by highlighting local influencers and the inspiring impact they have on our community and celebrating the local traditions that make this the happiest place to live in the U.S. I am your host, Sherry Figueroa, and I invite you to explore what makes Boulder, Boulder. If you live in Boulder, you have likely seen one of Chris Juan's murals in the North Boulder Arts District, or at the Boulder Public Library, or perhaps enjoyed his pieces hung at Lucky's Cafe during your Sunday brunch. Chris is one of the artists partnered with the Creative Neighborhoods Mural Program, painting murals on homes, garages, and fences that can be seen from the public right-of-way. Chris Juan creates much of his artwork with colored pencil and ink on wood. The work reflects our connection with the natural world and is often represented through mandala, plant, animal, and human imagery. Though the art is meticulously handcrafted, it is truly a labor of love, using nature and introspection as his muse. Today, the Boulderista podcast is is proud to welcome Chris Juan to share his story and more about his art. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Sherry. Thank you. This is a special moment for me because I feel like I've followed you as an artist at least since you've been in Boulder. I remember um, being really moved by your pieces. You were hanging at Whole Foods in the cafe and approaching you and saying, please, I'm a starving artist myself. I was doing massage. I would love to have some of your pieces. Can we do a trade? And you were so kind enough to trade for me. So I really appreciate that. And I feel like we're both coming full circle here. Exactly. Thank you. So tell me where you came from. Where are you from originally? Okay. Well, originally, um, I guess I'll start with my parents. They're both Chinese. And they came to America by way of Taiwan when they were in like in their college years. And so I was born in Philadelphia. Uh, however, I... Um, I grew up, I was raised in Michigan, in a little town called Kalamazoo, Michigan. And I was raised there and um, I ended up up going to college out there in Ann Arbor. And um, yeah, and then I've lived in various places since then before coming to Boulder. Nice. Um, At what age did you start identifying as an artist? What inspired you to draw? It was probably... um, you know, I I had always drawn when I was a when I was a kid, and some of my earliest influences were were comic books actually, and because in each comic book um, you can see in each panel there really is like great composition in each each particular panel, and so each one is kind of like a little separate piece of art. So I think I learned a little bit about um, just you know layout and and just kind of the whole how to how to look at a piece as a whole through comics. And um, and then um, you know we kind of went dormant after that as I focused more on education and and such. But it I kind of reignited my interest in art was in in college. So probably my second year in, at the university, I took one art class and it just kind of kind of everything kind of opened up again for me. And I realized I remembered kind of the joy of of making art. What were you studying before you kind of? Oh, I was all over the place. You know, a bit of this and that. You know, a lot of science and nothing that I could really. Nothing I could really, really grab onto, you know, nothing really reached me until I, until I, you know, I took that one art class, it was an intro to drawing class, 
And then uh, from there, I just, that's when I kind of identify myself as, as an artist. At least I tried to become one at that point. Nice. So you work, your work is done on wood. What inspired that? Yeah, that's a funny, that's a funny question because that, um, the inspiration for that really came out of more necessity. When I lived in Tucson, Arizona, I had a friend who was a master woodworker by the name of Robert Robles, and he's still out there, still creating beautiful pieces with wood. And uh, he had this great, um, well, he had a pile of art, or a pile of wood that he would discard all the ends and the pieces that he didn't need from his projects. And there was just this great pile of wood, and, and it was known to other artists and painters in town that it was like a free pile of wood. So, um, you know, I would frequent that spot all the time. And, you know, I would just grab a nice little chunk of wood. And in doing so, you know, it, it kind of took care of a lot of needs for me. You know, it was like a free, free canvas to work on. And then secondly, some of the thicker pieces, you know, they made it so I didn't have to, you know, find a framer to frame the piece too. So it was just kind of these, at first there were a lot of these rustic pieces on kind of this found kind of thicker pieces of wood. So that really, you know, it really got me uh, on onto that as a medium, so it was it was great because I didn't know I didn't know that you could do colored pencil and ink on wood, and I think a lot of people end up being surprised too when I tell them, but it works. It's so beautiful. It it really is. I love how the wood grain becomes not only a background but part of the art piece. Yeah, exactly. As well. A lot of times I've used wood grain to kind of dictate the piece and kind of listen and kind of look at the wood and kind of see what's already there. And a lot of times it's fun to kind of work with that, work with the wood. Mm-hmm. How would you describe your art? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've got a lot of different influences. Um, sort of a folk art, you know, and it's also kind of psychedelic. I had a lot of inspiration from early rock and roll posters. Um, I'm also really influenced by um, like stained glass. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. You know, he he made some really beautiful stained glass. You know, and so a lot of that kind of comes through in my pieces. I like mosaics too, um, and Native American, any kind of indigenous art too. I always feel drawn to, and so I think there's a little bit of that in my in my work, and then and then also um, uh, my Chinese heritage too. So there is there's an influence of kind of Asian. Um, a lot of the kind of these peaceful scenes like these with clouds and birds on a branch and you know so i you know it's it's really all over all over the place but i've all just kind of try to bring it all together into you know into into my into what i who i am you know the word mandala is a sanskrit word loosely translated to mean a circle and representing the universe so one image that is present in a lot of your paintings is the mandala. Why is that? It's just a great kind of meditative tool for me. When I'm, when I'm creating them, it is, it is a form of meditation for me. And it's just a nice way for me to kind of um, focus and create something that's also, you know, representative of the whole, you know. So it's like this um, expansive experience. And, you know, I think it's... It's simple, but it's also, you know, complex. So it's just something that I like to, to use to represent um, our connection, you know, with, with everything. So you came here by way of Tucson. And looking at your art, I sometimes feel that Southwestern influence. Um, 
being here in Boulder now and coming from Tucson, how does landscape and nature and the environment influence your art? Yeah, um, it, it influences it a lot. You know, when I was in Tucson, I think it really, um, I really picked up a lot of influence from living in the in that area, the desert, the Southwest, and I, you know, just being around the the land down there was really profound. You know, and the summers there are extremely hot. You know, and it really kind of uh, kind of strips everyone down to their core, you know, and, and so um, with that, you know, people, the creative community there in Tucson is very tightened in. I think it has to do with um, everyone kind of sharing this, you know, real intense experience, you know. And so, yeah, you know, I just loved all of the, the Mexican artwork down there and it just really, it really spoke to me, you know, even though I had never, I had no real connection there growing up in the Midwest. It's a completely different landscape but uh, Tucson really spoke to me in that way. And then coming here to Boulder, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, there are similarities. It is, you know, we're in the high desert out here too, but it's a more of a, the mountains and the, and the running water has also really kind of influenced my work and inspiration. Talk to me about your collection called Connections. Sure. Yeah, that was, I made that, um, gosh, like maybe 10 years ago now, maybe even more. Uh, and it was kind of inspired uh, by trying to seeking out this connection we have with our earth. And so in all of these pieces, there is this, um, the commonality is that there's a heart kind of embedded in the roots underground in the earth. And through the, like, sort of the veins and arteries of this, uh, of the heart, it's connecting the trees and the animals. And it's just a real literal way to, um, to express, you know, this connection that I feel really strongly and I really want to express and so you are a part of this uh, North Boulder Arts District artist community. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about how you rooted into Boulder through that community. Um, well, I live in North Boulder, so it was really um, a wonderful thing when the city, you know, they recently designated that area as, a, as the art district, the Noble Arts District. And, you know, just living there, I've, I got to meet some of the members and I was invited to um, one of my first murals was to to do the sidewalk uh, project where we actually painted murals on the sidewalks up in North Boulder. And I had one on Broadway and, and Violet. Um, and unfortunately, those didn't last even past the winter, I think, that mm. they were made. They were, they were painted in the fall, but then they, um, the paint didn't hold up. So it was sort of a, an impermanent, you know, installation as it turned out. But, um, you know, then I like to... Um, we, we frequent the, uh, the the art walks on the first Fridays they have there. And so doing that as kind of, I feel really, um, yeah, I do feel entrenched in the whole North Boulder art scene now. Nice. So what is the story on how you came to Boulder? Well, I was married in Tucson and, um, you know, I had been to Boulder before, the year before, and had found it to be a really beautiful place. And so, you know, it really isn't, it's really not hard to, to move from Tucson in the summertime. So it was, you know, it's like 115 degrees in, in June. And we decided, you know, it was really just kind of um, for the sense of adventure and, um, and a new start too. just try something out new, you know, and I'm really glad I did. And how did you root into the community once you got here? So you're, you're here and you don't really know anybody. Right. Um, I did what kind of... All I knew at the time, you know, was kind of going to 
the food co-ops and, you know, trying to find like our community of people. So that was one of the first things we did was we joined the, the co-op, which uh, isn't around anymore, but uh, it was a nice, it was a wonderful place. Um, and, you know, and then just finding, finding work. Um, I always, uh, you know, for the long, for years, I kind of juggled my art career with part-time work. And a lot of that kind of work was was in natural foods, you know, grocery stores or just any kind of odd jobs. And, you know, so I, we latched on to Whole Foods. Uh, and that's where I met, where we met. And, um, you know, and they just kind of grew it out from there. I, you know, some of my first friends were, were made, you know, at that store. So, yeah, I have nice memories. Talk about some of the places that you've shown your art in Boulder. Sure, yeah. Um, you, well, you know, the first show that I had in Boulder, I think, was at at the Whole Foods Cafe in, on Pearl Street. And that was a really nice way for me to reach, you know, a lot of people. So it was such a huge, you know, such a hugely popular store, you know, and, and uh, having a show there was really, you know, it was really beneficial for me. And, um, you know, from there, I've just shown it, I feel like just about every cafe and restaurant in town, just I've gone through a lot of just simple um, simple venues. I haven't really shown at too many galleries, you know, but I've always found success in the in the cafe scene. And it's, I feel like the people there are really appreciative of it. And, you know, I love showing at those places. There's no there's no attitude or anything in, in any pretension in in hanging art there. And and I've you know, I've met so many, you know, great people and people have bought stuff from the cafe places where you wouldn't expect to sell stuff, you know. Oh, and also um, in Naropa University was one of the earlier uh, places that I showed at. And that, too, you know, was such a great um, such a great population of people there who also seemed to really, you know, understand and can, they really got my art, you know. And so it was really nice to, to be able to show in a place like that, too. I've also noticed on your social media page that you have been doing art for recording artists and businesses. Um, and I feel like that in a way might be a full circle moment for you where you're inspired by kind of, you know, posters of rock bands or right. whatever it was. And um, and now you are creating that. Um, yeah, I mean, that was that was like my original dream, you know, when I was in my 20s. I thought that was would be sort of the high point of my, you know, career as an artist if I could ever uh, design a you know, like a music poster, you know, and, you know, I've, and I'm happy to say that I've been able to, you know, so, so I can, I guess I can check that one off. <laughs> Do you have any other dreams now? Yeah, I mean, I'm always just trying to, um, well, you know, I'd like to maintain, you know, my the level of production, you know, and, and be able to, to keep making art as the sole means of, you know, of making money. The fact that I don't have a part-time job anymore is, in my in my mind, a success. It's a it's a something that I had set out to do. So, I'm happy for that. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, my other goals is just to kind of maintain this and just hopefully do more, do more with it. Perhaps through more, maybe more public art or just you know, I'd love to reach out, and maybe have some work outside of the country someday. I think that would be pretty cool. So, public art. Let's touch on that. Um, I mentioned in your intro about the creative neighborhood mural program. How did you get um, connected to that and talk a little bit about that work? That was, uh, I think, 
I think they found me, the city found me through um, the North Boulder sidewalk project. So uh, through that, they contacted me to see if I wanted to be on one of their ar artist rosters. Uh, and then, you know, some friends of mine were, you know, I was lucky enough to work with friends on that project too, because they, they heard about it and then they contacted uh, the city to, you know, to submit their proposal, you know, for their space, which ended up being a, this really large garage on Bluff Street. And um, so it was really great. You know, I got to work with my friends. They got a mural, you know, a free mural from the city and I got paid through the city. So it was a win-win for everybody. What What is the mural of? It's a fox. Uh, it's a fox kind of standing in this field and um, with a really you know, this really big kind of sun sunburst coming out from behind. Did they choose that or did you collaborate? How did you yeah, come we together? Both, yeah, they, I think they had some input. Um, they wanted an animal. Um, they wanted something that kind of represented the, the area too. And, and then we came up, we came down to the, the fox. And, you know, the other thing that they told me was after it was finished, you know, there's been a couple of times when they've actually seen a fox, like posing, almost posing like in front of the mural itself. And so that was a that was a cool cool moment. Nice. So I'm going to read from your artist statement here, and I want you to just reflect on that and what comes up. As an artist, I attempt to cultivate the subconscious realm and reveal them for the public. I believe art can truly expand consciousness if its intention is to reflect ideas greater than oneself. Yeah, I think what I'm saying there is, and it's true for what I'm every time I create stuff is that I don't want it to be too, um, it's not like so much of a personal catharsis or anything like that for me. It's, it's more of like me trying to express my message of um, just kind of how I feel about, you know, our place, my place, you know, in the world or in the universe, you know. For me, you know, I feel like all of my work is sort of the same piece over and over and it's the same message in each one and it is I'm always trying to express that that connection you know so you see I'll have a lot of you know cosmic you know elements to the work stars and roots everything trying to kind of connect to each other and it's a real literal you know uh, explanation but that's really the best way I can kind of describe it you know and try to express myself that's one thing I really appreciate about um, your art is Almost that consistency, and it is that connectivity um, from the first piece that I was drawn to, the mandalas, um, to, you know, some of your pieces with animals or um, cosmic scenes. They do have this, and maybe it's the wood, which um, is so elemental, um, but it, they do have this... Um, connectivity that just um, makes it feel coherent and it gives you a voice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope so. Um, I, I feel like I've been working at this medium for so long too. You know, it was when I lived in Ann Arbor in my 20s, I had a roommate and he was in the art school and he, you know, he's just out of the blue one day, he offered me the set of of these Prismacolor colored pencils. And he said, you know, hey, Chris, you know, I think that you could, I think you would enjoy these, you know? And so, you know, and he was totally right because I've been like really since then, you know, I haven't really changed. I've tried other mediums and such, and but I've never really kind of deviated from the colored pencils, you know? And so I've been doing that 
working in this medium with ink on wood, you know, just for, for such a long time that I feel like I've really been able to kind of evolved my style and but still kind of keep maintain a, like a something that it, it's like it's consistent you know mm-hmm. the work the 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 look of my work has been consistent i think people recognize that it is mine you know and it hasn't it although it's changed you know it's evolved over time i think it's the foundation of it has kind of remained there have you seen any other artists doing anything like that um maybe a, yeah like online i think maybe mm-hmm. just yeah, I've never seen it, so there's a, there's it's so a, original. Yeah, there's a um, there's a Japanese woman out there. I'm forgetting her name, but she paints on wood, and it's really beautiful, you know. And I haven't seen her stuff in a while, but I remember like a few years ago, I would see it. And um, and yeah, I mean, other artists work on wood too, but I don't know if anybody actually does the colored pencil mm-hmm. and ink on wood. It's just something. I just that I just do, you know. Yeah, and when you look at it, um, I I guess it's that level of detail that you can attain from using those colored pencils yeah, right. that stands out so much. It is, and that's why you know I'm I'm a little more comfortable with this medium than I am with the painting. That the painting, the murals have sort of been a newer a newer thing, you know. That I was kind of it's kind of fallen into my lap, so to speak, you know, and. I'm going with it, you know, and it's, it's great and all, but my kind of original, the most comfortable kind of medium is the colored pen. It's drawing, you know. I'm a, I feel like technically I'm an, I'm an illustrator. Mm-hmm. So you did a piece at the Boulder Public Library. So they, they decided to do gender-neutral restrooms, which I think is a great, you know, progress and I'm really proud of the city of Boulder for that. Um, how did you feel like this art that you drew um, on the walls connected to that theme? Um, yeah, I mean, anytime, you know, anytime society can do anything that makes, you know, it more con- inclusive for people, I, you know, I'm always, it's, it can only be for good, you know, and my work for that, for that, for the restroom is a you know it's of a robin in the spring and so i think it symbolizes you know hope you know and uh and the coming of you know spring the anticipation of of you know of something something good you know and so um i think that in itself you know lends itself to the you know to the idea of being inclusive and you know we want to have we want to strive for a, a better a better world, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this idea that it is sort of a new time now, right? Right. Um, this uh, gender um, identity should be something that is respected um, in all areas, and so um, you know, a, a public library is one a great place to start um, to yeah. sort of lead the way. I for agree. That. I agree, I, and I'm really really happy that it's in a library too because um my mom was a librarian too so i have a real deep appreciation of libraries and of also of um um, overdue fines too so (laughs) (laughs) always always try to get it back in time that's funny so one of your goals is um doing art maybe internationally is have you sold any art outside of boulder Tell me about your reach. Yeah, uh, I have. And, and like I said, you know, I've had a lot of great experiences uh, just showing art in, you know, just the cafes around town, you know. And it surprised me at first to, to know how many kind of international or just national travelers come through to visit Boulder. And then 
I've been lucky enough that they've, you know, they've happened to stop into the particular cafe that my work was at, and they'll just buy something before they head back, you know, back home, you know, and uh, so that's, so I know I have work, you know, all around uh, just through through those sales. I have a some collectors out in uh, in California too. I have a little presence in the Nevada City Grass Valley area. Nice. And then also, uh, yeah, I've sold prints off of my website you know, to people in, you know, outside of the country. And the, the most entertaining one was uh, there was a guy um, named Chris Huang in New Zealand, and he was, you know, he was Googling himself. And, um, and I don't think he found himself, but he found, he found my website. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then he decided that he wanted to buy a print. So, um, you know, it was, it was really funny, you know, so I chatted with him a little bit over email. And now, now there's a Chris Huang in New Zealand with a a Chris Wong print. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Do you have a favorite piece of art that you feel most connected to? Not really. I, you know, I, I really, it's usually just the, the present piece I'm working on, you know, and I don't have really have uh, too much attachment or fear of kind of let it, letting go of them as soon as they're done. Um, because generally, you know, at, up till now, this point, I've always, I'm always, you know, excited to kind of create the next the next piece. So, what are you working on now? Right now, I'm working on um, another mural actually for some friends of mine, uh, and they're on wood these wood panels. So, you know, I've been able to work on it in my studio, which is really nice, especially in the wintry weathers we've been getting. Um, so, yeah, I'm working on another ha- animal mural, and it's got mandalas in it, and you know the usual. <laughs> Nice. Do you design your own tattoos? No, I don't really. I my friend Phil does. He he, he owns a Rising Tide Tattoo, and I just figured that uh, I let the experts kind of handle that. <laughs> I think it would be really beautiful to have a tattoo of your artwork. Actually, okay, thanks. So I have. I mean, I have designed tattoos for for people. So hmm. that's good to know. I'm gonna store that in the back <laughs> of my head there. So you talked about living in North Boulder. Tell me a little bit more about your neighborhood. Sure. Um, I, we live in uh, Yarmouth Way, which is it's connected to the Holiday neighborhood. And, you know, it's a lovely place to live. It really is. Um, it's a mixed income area, thankfully. So, you know, it's a really it's an economically and ethnically diverse area. So I know Boulder gets a lot of flack for being too white, you know, and, you know, I think you just have to go to these neighborhoods, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it's, it's been a great, it's been a great spot. Um, do you, what sort of shops do you like to frequent there in North Boulder? Um, I like to go to, there's a couple of restaurants I like. I like Little Tibet that's up there. That's a newer restaurant. Um, there's the bakery, the Spruce Bakery is there. And I, you know, I just heard that Moxie Bread company is coming to North Boulder too. Oh, nice. Right next door to the Mm in-seasons market. So, um, yeah, we just, you know, we like to go to the library. There's a little corner library now there too. So, you know, it's growing. It's definitely grown since we've moved there, and that was only just about five years ago. Mm -hmm. Do other artists have galleries there as well? There are a few. Yeah, there's definitely places to show art there. I I can't think of any, you know, like dedicated gallery, but there is the... uh, Mercury Framing is a 
is a frame shop that I've shown work at, and they're a really great business up there in North Boulder. And then the, all the new development uh, just north of there, I believe is going to be like an anchor for the North Boulder Arts District too. And there's a whole building going up that I think is going to be uh, a gallery. And then there's all these artist studio uh, spaces too for rent up there at the old at the old bus stop. Nice. I like how they're transforming that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So coming full circle, Nat Geo named Boulder the happiest city in the United States in 2017. How is this true for you? Uh, Boulder is a is a really happy place, you know, and I think, um, you know, I think that has to do with the kind of people who who moved here, you know, like any place in, in my mind, at least any place that was cool, you know, in the 60s is, you know, is, is a cool town now. <laughs> and, you know, like kind of like where I went to school, you know, in Ann Arbor, it was a, kind of this oasis of, of the Midwest, you know, of, of progressive thinking. And, um, you know, and just I feel like Boulder is just right along on that circuit, you know, and all the beats and the, the hippies who moved here. They helped colonize Boulder in that way of, you know, laying out this almost like a grid, you know, of... Um, where where good things can happen, where synchronicity can happen, and and I think that has for that same reason, you know, that the what brought them there it bring continues to bring people to Boulder, you know. So as long as we have that, I think you know, I, I think there's a good foundation for it, and that's you know, that that's what brought me here, and that's what continues to you know bring other people here and other like-minded people, and you know, it gives it a healthy, creative community. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think that we need to recognize and acknowledge, you know, not just here, but just about, you know, everywhere in this country is, you know, there were people living here before us. So it's important that we at least recognize that, you know, when we when we talk about who colonized, you know, this this land or just or the fact that we live here, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll take a moment of gratitude for the Native Americans. Absolutely. So, Chris, tell the listeners where they can learn more about your art and find you. Sure. I, um, you can always find my work, at least currently, it's, it's at the Lucky's Cafe. That's in North Boulder on Quince. And, uh, I, you know, I've been curating that space, uh, maintaining the, the art there with my own stuff for over, I think, over a, a year now. So you can find it's sort of been operating as a gallery, my own gallery for the past year. You can also um, have a website, yellowlotusdesigns.com. I have an Instagram, Facebook, the usual stuff. And my studio, you know, it's it's open to people too. You just um, contact me and you can I can give you a little tour. Okay, I encourage you to visit his art at Lucky's Cafe in Boulder and to support this amazing artist by visiting his website at yellowlotusdesign.com. I myself have two original mandalas, including the signature yellow lotus flower. And people comment all the time about how unique it is to have a piece of wood, or rather, how unique it is to have the art created on wood. In fact, both pieces are cut from the same piece of wood, and I display them together because if you look closely, you can see how the wood grain matches, and the effect is just so pleasing to the eye. 
Listeners can also visit boulderarts.org to take a self-guided tour of the Creative Neighborhoods mural program offerings in the city of Boulder. Thank you, Chris, for visiting us on the Boulderista podcast today and for opening up about your artistic process. Thank you. My pleasure. It has been both rewarding and inspiring to watch you grow as an artist and to see how the Boulder community has embraced your art as part of the texture of its urban landscape. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boulderista podcast. For more info on today's episode, to nominate an influencer to be on the show, or to connect with me for your Boulder real estate needs, please visit us at www.theboulderista.com and on Facebook and Instagram at The Boulderista. While you're there, don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Until next time, stay happy, Boulder. <laughs>